Good morning, Wastelanders. This is Streaming Wasteland. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg. Hi, Greg. And with me always... And Ringo. With me always is Ringo. Hi, Ringo. Yeah, we should probably talk about this movie. This movie is terrible. Say, say we both recommend this movie. I would say skip this movie. Yeah, don't watch this. Worst plot I've ever seen. This movie had some interesting twists and turns that I, I definitely enjoyed. You know what they say, once you're 18, monsters are your problem. The creature that we're dealing with is called the Dark Mother. Yeah. I just called her Dear Mommy. Do you want to go mm-hmm. ahead and jump back in? All right, we should probably dive into this. <laughs> hey, Streaming Wasteland, it's the night before Christmas. Oh, wait, no, that's just the movie that we watched this week. Uh, yeah, so this week we took on 2019's The Night Before Christmas. Greg, what have you been up to this week before we get into the movie? I'm Ringo, and with me always is Greg. Say hi, Greg. Hi, hi Greg. Greg. Yeah, so what I've been up to this week is watching The Night Before Christmas and regretting our choices to continue <laughs> doing Christmas movies, because boy, oh boy, do I hate them. Otherwise, we finished watching... No, what did we just finish watching? I, I forgot. We went through Friends again, because Matthew Perry died, and mm. that's a show that means something to us. It's a fun show from our childhoods. And then we started watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia because that show is not from our childhoods and is also <laughs> fantastic. And yeah, other than that, just been dawdling about the house, cleaning up, doing all the stuff that needs to get done. Went out and ate some German food the other day and went to a patisserie, uh, which is French for where all the treats are. So it was pretty nice. I bought something called a Mogador. I had no idea what it was, but apparently that just means fancy cake with raspberry. And so I was like, holy shit. And was served on a little cookie. I was like, this is way too fancy of a dessert. (laughs) This is for people who actually have like table manners. I was sitting there like my elbow on the table, like burping. Like every American stereotype. I was like, oh yeah, and then I'm going to get my gun. I'm going to eat the French patisserie. I can see it. And then I just started yelling at European people. I was like, hey bunch of limes why don't you go back to where you come from and they're just like we're from olympia and i'm like ow well that's right down the road then go right back over there god yeah you go back to that side of the sound (laughs) y'all get back to that state capital now you hear (laughs) just yelling at people all the time i wrote a study a while back that americans were the second most hated tourists and that the most hated tourists were actually the british Because apparently British people insist on drinking in the morning, which then Mm -hmm. makes them drunker throughout the day. So yeah, to our British fans, sorry. Apparently we are not the worst, but we're right there. Much in the same way you guys were like the leaders of imperialism, we're like right behind you. I remember reading an article back in 2012 or something like that was talking about how China actually implemented a thing that got the Chinese tourists to calm down a little bit. Because apparently they were like coming out and people were like, God... Chinese tourists come out and they just they are rude as shit and then mm-hmm. they they turned it into a game it was like they came out and then they would go ahead and get a score when they came back home I don't know how they did that man but I remember reading about that but it's interesting to, to hear about how every couple of years it seems like it changes oh I think it, yeah obviously it's always going to depend too on who's asked because mm-hmm. it's not like there's like a, a objective metric for it right there's not like a they don't ask it. As you're leaving the country, please have your host country score your visit. That's not how that shit works. But we stayed in an Airbnb once, and one of the ladies there who was renting the Airbnb, uh, Airbnb to us was basically saying that the worst tourists, in her opinion, were French people because they expected that you spoke French to them, even mm. though they clearly stated in their ad that they didn't speak French. And obviously that's going to be... So, like, 
whether or not we were worst guests, that was the one that was fresh on her mind. I'm guessing it was the the group like either right before us or earlier in the month. And so she was like, you fucking bastards. And that's how a lot of these surveys work. It's like that thing that people talk about when gun control comes up. They talk about that like, oh, over two million lives have been saved because people have guns. But it all comes from like the data on a survey that is self-reported and unverified that anything actually happened. So you could just like call this number and be like, yeah, I saw something in the bushes. I grabbed my gun and it was gone. And they'll count it as like a a life saved. Mm -hmm. But it's just, yeah, that's not a real stat. And a lot of this, like, we surveyed people to find out who they disliked the most, etc. It's all taken with a grain of salt because, of course, it's going to change. The same way that, as of right now, one of my least favorite movies is Buddy Games, but there's a lot of movies out there. And so by the time 2025 rolls around, ask me again, it might be something else. It might be falling in love. Who knows? Yeah, well, and, you know, by the time this movie comes out, Buddy Games so far looks like it's going to hold 2023's Wasteland Disapproval. Yeah, it's going to be the top of that list. It's going to get the unwashed screw of approval. (laughs) (laughs) The Fermunda Cheese Award. <laughs> oh, man. What what have you been up to before you just keep talking about stinky balls? <laughs> well, before I get into what I've been up to, I've been excited because my birthday was two days ago and Henry Kissinger dies right before my birthday. So I'm like, what the fuck? Henry mm-hmm. Kissinger fucking died. I thought he was going to live for fucking forever and ruin more people's lives. And that seems like his MO. And then he did enough. <laughs> he really did. He, did. he deserved to die a lot sooner. And then today... George Soros gets kicked out of the fucking office. I'm like, God damn, you guys couldn't do this on the 30th of my fucking birthday? <laughs> but hey, I will take it. It's fine. I, it's, That's fine. A, it's a big 22nd birthday for you. Right? Right? Oh, Pretty wait, soon I'm you'll the... be able to rent a car. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my wife and I have been watching, we started watching Cyberpunk Edge Runners because I watched it and I didn't know if it would be up her alley and I talked to her about it. She's like, ah, oh, that sounds fine. Threw it on. She's like, "Ooh, whoa!" I was like, "So you like it?" And she's like, "Yeah, I like it. It's, it's good. I'm enjoying it." And now I, I want to go ahead and play Cyberpunk a- again. <laughs> but it's it's fun to go ahead and watch it because it's interesting to see Cyberpunk stories play out and like how people think that the future could end up, like the dystopias or the utopias that they can think of. And watching Cyberpunk, I'm like, for the second time, I can see the reflections in the mirror of stuff that's already going on. People, you know, like myself, I'm part of the issue. Never looking up from their from their cell phones, constantly having to pay for shit that, you know, you shouldn't have to pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, constantly trying to find some way to make ends meet, and you've got to find, like, the shittiest fucking job or shittiest fucking jobs to go ahead and make a, a dime to go ahead and be able to pay for the food that you eat or the clothes or school or whatever the hell it is that you have to pay for because nowadays you have to pay for everything yeah you actually owe me a dollar for that right i thought i had paid you already all right no hold on i need 32 spice creds or whatever currency is used in like half of these futuristic dystopian worlds (laughs) everybody knows when currency doesn't exist we'll just go back to the barter system oh no it's gonna be like fallout we're just gonna use caps bottle caps shiny bottle caps shiny bottle caps I'm fine with it. I have yeah. a few of those. I drink a lot of beer, so check bottle <laughs> caps around. Do they have to be Nuka-Cola caps, or can I use anything? Well, if it's going to be Nuka-Cola cop caps, then Nuka-Cola needs to become a company now so we can start buying <laughs> Start hoarding. Them. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of basement space. Is that a euphemism? Well, like, both. well <laughs> please don't keep bottle caps in your ass. Don't, you're not my mother. 
<laughs> hi, Mrs. Ringo. <laughs> oh, sorry, hi, Mother Ringo. Mrs. Ringo is your wife. Also, hi, Mrs. Ringo. Stop shoving bottle caps up his ass. <laughs> She's going to contact you and go, I don't... What? <laughs> Brian Reynolds' VA is going to stop paying for those bottle cap removals. I'm sure they've got you on a list, like, frequently <laughs> lacerated rectum. <laughs> I was told if I had... If he comes another... in here one more time before the holidays, I swear to God we're not helping him. I was told I had another, like, 20,000 miles on that plan, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, there's... It's about the average driving, right? So mm. you've gone above and beyond. <laughs> yeah, that's been our week. It sounds like maybe somebody needs to be a little bit chivalrous for you. Maybe you need a night yeah. before Christmas. Yeah. So as, as Greg is hinting at there, we watched a movie about a night this week called The Night Before Christmas. This was a 2019... Get it? <laughs> this, this was a 2019 production that was rated TVPG. And it's on Netflix if you want to watch it. We'll get into whether or not you should in a minute. This movie stars Vanessa Hutchins as Brooke, Josh Whitehouse as Sir Cole, Emmanuel Triqui, I believe. Triqui as Madison, Ella Kenyon as Old Crone. Kenyon? Kenyon? I don't Kenyon? know. Yeah. Uh, two very interesting names. I like them. Sir Cole goes on a hawking event and runs into an old crone who sends him from the 1300s to 2019. There he meets Brooke, a science teacher who doesn't believe in love or magic. He quickly figures out every piece of technology in modern times and learns that to become a true knight, he needs to open his heart. He's got a pocket knife. He could probably do that. Then him and Brooke get together. They ride off in a horse where everyone claps. Also, it's Christmas because the only thing we all associate with holidays is an overwhelming sense of chivalry. Our critics over here write from Screen Rant. Molly Freeman says, Netflix, The Nightmare, The Nightmare, The Night Before Christmas is a perfectly charming holiday rom-com with plenty of time travel hijinks and a valiant effort from its stars. Over at Moon Nation, Roger Moore writes, Movie Nation. Oh, Movie Nation. What did I? What <laughs> the hell did I say? Jesus. My brain... Moon Nation is probably a different thing. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. Like, I literally saw M-O-N. Wow. Over at Movie Nation, Roger Moore writes, On the whole, Nightmare at Night. We're doing that one again, huh, Brain? <laughs> the Night Before Christmas is one to skip. A sweet nothing that's a lot more nothing than sweet. Over on Rotten Tomatoes, user Anthony L. confusingly gave it a 10 out of 10 commenting, this is the worst movie I've ever seen, but it's so bad it's great. I'm already confused, man. Yeah, I, I read this review three times and I was like, I don't know what to make of this. <laughs> to be honest, women should be insulted. <laughs> the writers of this movie obviously believe women are so stupid they will watch anything. But okay. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Why is that such a good com? It's such a bad com, but such a good com. Hold on, it's, Wastelanders. It's, it's so. Oh yeah, as I'm reading these, I was like, uh, "Huh, huh." <laughs> All right, so let, let me see if I can read it without like completely losing my shit here. So over on Rotten Tomatoes, Anthony L. confusingly gives us a ten out of ten. This is the worst movie I've ever seen. But it's so bad, it's great. To be honest, women should be insulted. The writers of this movie obviously believe women are so stupid they will watch anything. Anthony, no. 
What the fuck, man? And Anthony L. believes that this movie was made for women, and women are the only ones who will watch it. So there's a lot going on. There's the comment and then the meta comment. Oh, my God. Nothing can top that, I think. All right, so you know what? No, definitely we got... not. Yeah, let's go on to our last one here. Meanwhile, over on IMDb, user Jen I gave it a 4 out of 10 ending with even when there is every... <laughs> there is everything you want in a Christmas movie. It still lacks the magical and fairy tale like feeling. There is magic in the plot, but the viewer doesn't feel it, and the movie is overall flat and boring. It doesn't make you feel anything. It just passed by. 10 out of 10? Anthony yeah. L., come on, man. So that review reminded me of a book uh, description I was reading yesterday. And the book starts off with, like, so-and-so lives on, like, the Polish outskirts of Warsaw and is a house cleaner for rich people and likes to read William Blake poetry. And I was like, all right, this is very specific. One day her neighbor Bigfoot dies, and I'm like, I'm sorry. And then my wife pointed out that the book was listed for ages one and up, and I'm like, oh, well, you know how babies love reading about William Blake poetry in Poland. (laughs) My mom used to read that to me before bed every night, man. See, okay, so it's just me, right? It's, it's my illiterate family that didn't read, that didn't read, that didn't read about this person. My mom's gonna call me after she hears this and go, "What?" <laughs> so, what did you think about this movie? I, I have oh, an idea. Oh man, <laughs> you loved this movie it, didn't was, you? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, so much. It's a new holiday classic for me. Honestly, it's not the worst Christmas movie I've ever seen and it's mostly because it's only 90 minutes and it doesn't feel like it tries to do anything else with its 90 minutes. It is it tells you literally in the title that this guy is a knight and then it sets him up as by the way, I am a knight and then he meets a lady and she's like I will time travel you and he's like no, that sounds like the plot to a movie and then he time travels and gets hit by a car and they're like oh you must have hit your head that's why you think you're a knight he's like but i am a knight and everyone's like lol what an idiot if you could stay with me with your giant sword and then they fall in love for reasons because it's really not shown very well like why they would fall in love with each other he seems nice and she's desperate yeah he's got a big sword but yeah and then the end at least like I said, it doesn't try to do anything else. There's not two side characters here trying to get together. I don't have to worry about whether or not they're going to fucking make it to the Christmas bake-off or some shit like that. It is just straight up, this movie happens. Nobody is trying to sell wine. Nobody is trying to fucking pretend that they're actually a prince. No one is trying to give the wet bandits a backstory, right? It is just a fucking movie about two people who want to fuck. And... Like I said, it has to be at Christmas because this movie is so weak plot-wise that you have to add in Christmas to add extra emotion. And that's the only time that humans ever want to fuck is during Christmas. That's it. That's actually factual. Every baby is born in, like, August because we all just fuck at Christmas and that's (laughs) it. And before somebody's like, oh, actually, you'd be so terrible. I don't fucking know, man. I'm terrible at math. Go back a couple episodes. I talk about it. I'm super bad at math. (laughs) So... I hated watching this movie because my dogs made this movie that was 90 minutes last two hours and 40 fucking minutes, all right? Because they kept trying to fuck like it was Christmas? Yeah, they kept trying to fuck like it was Christmas, (laughs) and I was telling them, it's not December 25th, stop that. (laughs) So, Biswick and Remy kept, like, banging on the front door to go ahead and tell me that someone was there, and I'd go over, and nobody was there. They kept asking to go out to the back door. This was, like, the worst that they've ever been, so before I even get into, like, how I feel about this movie... I spent 
probably a good 40 fucking minutes letting these dogs in and out of the house for no reason. If they had at least gone out the front door and chased down a neighbor, I would have had a reason to go ahead and pause the movie. Mm-hmm. But instead, they were just being little turd balls. Yeah. So this made me, like, really angry at this movie for no reason. Then add in that I'm watching this night get transported to 2019 from 13 fucking zero zero or whatever. I don't know. Like, if they gave us a specific date. And he's like, oh, my God. And you know what I was thinking is, like, so he gets hit by the car. What if they transport him to present day? He gets hit by a car. He gets isekai'd into a fucking Japanese manga. <laughs> <laughs> but Wouldn't that be a fun movie? He's constantly changing genres and, like, the movie styles, right? So oh as he's God. getting, like, bounced around places. <laughs> like Sliders or Quantum Leap, except he's just leaping. He's like, oh, no, I appear to be in a family circus cartoon. <laughs> Kids are just running all over him, leaving footprints. He has to find a way out. Shit, am I in Scooby Doo? <laughs> that would have made this movie more tolerable, in my opinion. But getting a knight from 13, the 1300s popped into our day and age, and he's not freaking out about anything. He's just like, I am chivalrous, and I will go ahead and protect you from your ex lover well stuff because he he's not chivalrous. Let me run him through. <laughs> Okay, you're acting out the character for the most part until you're not. Mm -hmm. So Cole was like, my, my problem with Cole was like, there was these moments where he's a knight, and then there's these moments where he's a person from 2019 acting like he is a knight. And I'm like, your acting is fine until you stop acting, man. Come on. Yeah. Well, if we're, if we're just looking at the idea of somebody from the 1300s, this person would probably be a, a person of some status. Yeah. And it does not seem like Brooke is. And so he wouldn't have a necessarily high opinion of her. Spoilers for anybody who's never looked at a history book, but women have been treated pretty poorly across a lot of Europe in the last forever. So it is entirely possible that Cole would have a very p a negative opinion. And also, future screenwriters and or movie makers, please don't name your character something that sounds like the word circle. Because I kept hearing him be like, circle, circle, circle. And I'm like, why do they keep fucking saying that? Oh, Sir Cole. And I don't know if that's supposed to be a joke, but it's stupid. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. This movie was just... So it was bland, in my opinion. Like, Yeah, it was bland. The, who was it? Jen I, who said that the movie was overall flat and boring and it didn't make you feel anything. It just passed by. That's fucking accurate. This yeah. movie had the same impact on me as a car driving by on the street that doesn't. That's <laughs> like if I saw a, like a white Jetta drive by, I'd be like, oh, that's the same feeling I have as when I watched <laughs> the night before Christmas, except it took the white Jetta like two seconds to drive by. And it took me 90 minutes to watch this shit. Right. And then I do want to call out, though. Just having a little bit of fun. I went on the nightmare or night. Wow, now I'm doing it. Night before <laughs> Christmas. The keywords page for the plot, mm -hmm. and I think that some of these keywords may be helpful to our listeners. They've tagged bare-chested male for this. That's that's the third tag. Somebody actually thumbsed up that and called it helpful. I don't know why. Another one, they put petting a horse. That's a tag that you can add to this movie. That's very important. Then two on a horse. That's also very important. <laughs> redheaded woman. She's not the main character, but there is a redheaded woman in this story. Yeah, and then the one that I found particularly amusing was hugging one's friend. <laughs> I was like, are you just going through tagging every movie where there's a platonic hug? <laughs> Let's see. Reference to Christmas is a tag, but also Angel on a Tree and Christmas in the title. Reference to King Edward III. 
Just in case you're ever like, hey, how many movies reference King Edward III? Although I'm making fun of that. That sounds like something I'd look up like 10 years from now for some reason. It's the whole thing. Yeah, so in conclusion, the plot tags, nope, nobody checks this on IMDb. So you can put whatever you want in there. Nobody's going to find out. Yeah. But for me, I, I think my biggest issue with this movie truly is how quickly this guy adapts to the modern world to yeah. the point that he feels confident in driving two days later and then fucking Vanessa Hudgens just fucking lets him alright you ran this guy over with your car you're concerned that he has a head injury that's caused him to have amnesia to make him believe that he's a knight also you let him keep carrying his giant fucking sword around everywhere like he how many times did he brandish that I was waiting for a cop to just shoot him or like <laughs> tase him and take that away from him cause dude come on he was too so white you hit this you hit the yeah, Exactly, in, like, the whitest fucking town, right? Like, I'm surprised we could see anybody with all the snow. Every time he had his sword, I was like, why hasn't this been taken away from him? Why haven't the cops tried to run his prince or something? Just to make sure that this guy isn't actually a crazy person who's trying to murder people with a sword. Because even at a Ren Fair, they make you tie up your sword so you can't take it out. And most places... You could probably get away with having, like, a small pocket knife on you. I'm not 100% sure where this story takes place state-wise, but most places aren't going to be okay with just walking around with a sword. There's been many instances, you can find them on YouTube, of people who have, like, samurai swords and shit like that who think they're just okay to walk around with it who end up getting beanbagged by cops because you can't brandish a deadly weapon around people. But because this guy's like, no, I'm a fair knight. And Brooke's like, he's crazy. They're like, all right, crazy guy, go ahead and keep your sword. Everything's fine. Christmas, everybody. Something I want to point out that bugged the shit out of me when I heard it. <clears throat> the knight isn't a fucking knight. He went. Yeah, he is. He, hmm? Yeah, he is. No, he's not. Yeah, he, he is. No, he goes on a conversation with Brooke about how he is squired up to become a knight. No. He's a knight. He's trying to become a true knight. Well, then he should close his eyes and go to sleep. I agree. Yeah, I was confused at the beginning, too, because I thought the old crone was like, this is how you become a knight. But later on, he's talking to Brooke, and he's talking about... So when he's talking about his time as a squire, he was talking about how he knew how to make bread. Mm -hmm. And then he later on tells her that his quest is to learn how to become a true knight, and he'll never become a true knight until... He can do that. But yes, he is a knight because he has the Sir title and refers to himself as such. If you did that and you weren't a knight in Edwardian times, I think you would get in a lot of trouble and or be killed. So he's clearly a knight. Yeah, but there's also a part where he's like, I'm also squired to my friend who's about to become a knight. Yeah, yeah. That's just part of being. So a knight could be another knight's squire. That wasn't uncommon. Yeah. All right. So I've learned something today in today's (laughs) episodes. (laughs) <laughs> Something I will point out that's pretty funny to me is that this guy came from the 1300s, so English didn't sound the same. It would have been close enough talking-wise that you probably would have figured it out. He probably would have sounded a little awkward. He might have been like, ooh, the mechanical boost, because vowels made a different sound back then for English. But yeah, he, you guys could have probably figured it out. But things like the letter V and J weren't in the alphabet at all so the idea that this motherfucker is going to go into a diner and just start reading the menu yeah sorry Haas that's not going to happen he would have looked at it and then to be like a cheeseburger sure he, what <laughs> like no 
and this is the thing that bugs me with any sort of these time traveling like like person from the past gets into the future right they'd freak the fuck out vanessa hutchins is wearing makeup right the only people who wore makeup back in edwardian times were incredibly rich people and for him to be walking around seeing all these women wearing makeup it's ridiculous he's gonna sleep on the softest thing he's ever slept on in the most comfortable conditions he's ever slept in and not comment on any of it yeah. when that old crone is like oh it's time to go you fulfilled your quest it's time to go back i'd be like no thanks I got Netflix here. This is dope. Like The talking box let me go ahead and learn about this whole entire culture in one single night. You think I'm going to go back to England where I got a shit in a bucket? Fuck yeah. No. The talking box that makes Mary. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Everything about this is just, it's clunky. It's clumsy. Like I said, at least it just uses its 90 minutes and lets it mercifully end. They didn't try to be more. They yeah. didn't try to set this up for a sequel. I god i was halfway expecting at the end of the movie to fade to black then nine months later and i'd be like of course because the one thing that we all need in a christmas movie is to make sure that everybody has made it to create progeny well so vanessa hudgens seems to do sequels she might end up doing a night uh, before christmas too she's committed to her her princess switch because all of those movies <laughs> came out after this yeah. so she only has to act for three minutes in that one okay and then she can go back and get money off of the night before christmas too no that's the one where she's she's all three of the characters so yeah she but has that's to act still, the whole time no it's still only like three to five minutes of acting and then she gets to move on because <laughs> they just scan her and put her <laughs> be great if it was revealed that it, like it was her and then two ais playing her <laughs> i'm like damn i'm fucking crazy also something that you know and this has almost nothing to do with the movie other than i think that if you were to take someone from 1300s and transport them to 2023 leave them here for five days they're either going to die of some sort of illness that we have or they're going to take an illness from today's world back to the 1300s when you send them back and the whole entire world dies yeah and I, I do think that's always uh, that'd be a concern of mine too. I'd be like, "You're from the 1300s. Have you ever heard of a vaccine?" He'd be like, "No." <laughs> You'd be like, "Oh fuck, oh, we just no. all got the plague." Yeah. And on that, day, also, I do want to point out this is something that I see in a lot of Christmas movies. It's one thing if you hang mistletoe in your house, right? It's fine. If you are moving the mistletoe around in any way, whether or not you're a lady, a guy, a young man, an old woman, anything in between, you're a fucking creeper. Stop doing that, right? Now, I've only seen one person ever do it in real life, and they were doing it as a gag on purpose, so sure. But all these movies, they try to play it off as like, ha-ha, look at her, she's trying to get like the hot guy to kiss her. Or like, aha, look at him, he's trying to get the young lady to kiss him. And it's like, stop doing this shit right this is creeper ass behavior stop having characters walk around with a mistletoe be like uh oh looks like i'm gonna force myself on you don't do that just stop it this old lady walks up to the night she's like do you know what this is and it's like get out of here you old hornbag jesus christ yeah and it, that didn't come out that that was another like so like a, a movie that we'll be putting out next year it was a, a plot line that didn't do anything and it's don't you don't need that <laughs> take it out cut yeah. it out get rid of it also something that the that sir cole god i, I can hear it now circle jesus mm-hmm. he said a knight's true nature is that of love and i'm like yeah because the crusades those were full of love yeah. love lots of love just so much they hugged they yeah. hugged the crusaders to death I, I i haven't said much about this movie but i'm just the, the movie was like eating a boiled chicken that nobody 
added anything to the water floor and you just you can do it it'll be fine but you're gonna be like man a little bit of rice maybe uh, yeah. garlic something come on that brings me to scoring this movie because part of me wants to just be like fucking zero out of zero fuck this movie this is clearly not my type of movie right and the reason I feel that way is every cliche for a Christmas rom-com is in this. This actually might be like the template for the modern Hallmark movie. Yeah. It's just like, look at this and copy everything. But maybe the point of this genre is to be cliched. Like this specific subgenre, the Christmas romance, right? Everything has to get wrapped up in 90 minutes. And there doesn't need to be a real problem between the two people as long as there's a reason for us to have a split up and come back together scene at the end, right? And speaking of the cliches in terms of the i'm going to fall and have the guy catch me this scene was better than a castle for christmas at least least she slipped on ice instead of turning around to make sure the dog hit her the right way (laughs) it's so weird but yeah like at least that's in this movie we get all the usual plot beats right we get the fucking concerned other party being like i don't know We've got one party being jaded about the whole entire concept and the other being relentlessly optimistic, much like I believe in Santa. And so in terms of checking all the boxes on on the cliche thing, this does do all that. And so what are we scoring it on, right? Are we scoring it on, is this like a good piece of art? Because the answer is no. This is this is nothing. This is nobody's passion project. Yeah. This is a product meant to make money and it feels that way and they don't even try to pretend. But on the flip side, is this the product that you're looking for full of cliches and checkbox and, and every fucking thing that you can think of that should be in this type of movie here, right? Like guy randomly walking around without clothes on so that we can go like, oh, yeah, some sort of misunderstanding. Like I said, they're split up at the end so they can come back together in ridiculous exiting scene where everybody's clapping at each other. Like it's got all those. So, so which one of these are we rating it on? Because if we're going on that cliched one, this is a probably like a five out of nine for a fucking cliche rom-com if that's what you're looking for but in terms of how i feel about movies as a whole this is one two it it's not as bad as other christmas movies but it's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination yeah well so i I think that we could apply something that you brought up in the past where you go what was this movie trying to say how did it say Mm -hmm. it and did it say it well and i think that the movie is trying to say that you can find love i think that it said it okay and I don't know if it was it worth saying yeah it realistically it's been said a billion times beforehand it's been said Mm -hmm. better in other movies so my opinion on it is with that in mind I would give this one a 3 out of 9 where it would get a higher score for me would be in the cinematography because I think the cinematography was fairly alright. I would give that about a 4 or 5 out of 9, depending on how I'm feeling for the day. And I think that for the plot line, it would get a 2 out of 9. So overall, it's getting a 3 out of 9 for the average out of me. Just because it was like, I wasn't happy with the movie. I didn't enjoy it, and I will not go back and rewatch it, unless of course my wife goes, hey, let's watch this. I just text her, so... God damn it! You have that to look forward to on this fine Friday evening. <laughs> I'll enjoy the time that I spend with my wife. I'm not going to enjoy what I watch. I'm going to... I'm just going to constantly text her, like, make sure he's watching. Make sure he's paying attention. <laughs> Slap his phone out of his hand. <laughs> uh, also, I paid somebody to come knock on your door a bunch so that Bisco can go bananas. 
<laughs> also, somebody else is going to be throwing just chunks of meat in your backyard so that the dogs will constantly just be running back and forth. Can you at least ask them to cook it? Because Remy gets sick every time he eats raw meat, and I'm talking like the sick where we have to take him to the vet type Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll have him throw chunks of, like, pumpkin puree or something back okay, there, yeah. just, like, spoonfuls of that. It'd be, like, some sort of weird Santa where he's just catapulting pumpkin chunks <laughs> into your backyard. Obviously, I have nothing more to say about this Me movie. Either. This movie's a big, fat pass for me, so... And with that, uh, we... Hold on. Let's look at something. Like, what is this comparable to? This is probably better than both of the California Christmases. I'd say it... it well, everything was better than I Believe in Santa and Home Sweet Home Alone. Both of those are awful. I think this is as fine as a castle for Christmas which is to say it's very bland but I'd put them on par if you have to watch a, a rom-com I think Palm Springs is a better movie it's obviously mm-hmm. not very Christmassy but it's a, m- a much better movie than this it's a little bit better than Falling in Love but it's really not much better so if I had a sandwich it's on par. if I had a sandwich it I would put it beneath A Castle for Christmas because I think I enjoyed A Castle for Christmas more and above Falling in Love. I think that's about right. Yeah, that sounds right. Also, I do want to remind you guys of the definitely, totally a Christmas movie Against the Ice. It is definitely not about two people trying to survive in the Arctic and absolutely a Christmas movie. That one is lots 100%. Snow. That one is 100% a romance. Yeah, lots of snow. There's yeah. there's a lot of love. There's a bear. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I think that's enough. Get us out of here, Ringo. <laughs> And with that, we've been streaming Wasteland, and this week we watched A Night Before Christmas. You've been here long enough to listen to us rant and rave and talk about a bunch of nonsense. And with that, you can go ahead and find us over on Twitter or X, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and a bunch of other places. Go find us. Go listen to us. Go give us a like. Go subscribe. Go tell your friends, your family. Force them to watch it if you have to. Listen to us. Greg's been putting out some great videos. He needs some love on that because he's put a lot of effort in there, and YouTube's been real pain in the ass about that sort of shit. And with that, MGM. Yeah, fuck you, MGM. And with that, Greg, you got anything else you got to say? I believe in Christmas magic. Nice. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Sure, why not? Now, let's see if I get a fucking puppy. Yeah. (laughs) With that, Greg, say goodbye. Fuck you, MGM. Goodbye, Wastelanders.